Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Thank you, Jason. Um, before I say anything else, I just um, want to say, you know, early this week, um, Jason announced that after 18 years that uh, he's going to step aside. Um, he's going to pursue things with his family and uh, his son, Max. And I just want to... You know, take this opportunity with the media here um, to say thank you for everything. He's been an incredible teammate, and uh, he will be sorely missed. So thank you, Jason. Um, I wanted to uh, acknowledge the Ricketts family. Uh, I see Tom and back, uh, Laura and Todd. Uh, as always, thank you so much for your uh, support in everything that we do. Um, I want to thank uh, Craig's agent, Barry Meister. Um, I know they've been together for, I think, over 30 years. Uh, he was incredibly helpful during this process, so thank you very much. Um, I want to acknowledge the, uh, the council family, uh, Michelle, uh, daughters, uh, Finley and Rowan, um, his sons, uh, Brady and Jack couldn't be here today, but I want to welcome you guys all to the the Cubs community. Um, I couldn't be more excited to have you guys, so thank you. Um, from afar, um, I've always admired Craig. Um, I know I'm certainly not alone in that. Um, I've admired how he always seemed to get the most out of every team that they had. Uh, I admired the cohesiveness and the connectedness of the roster and the clubhouse every single year. Um, I admired how his teams always seemed to play with an intensity that mirrored his own. Um, I admired how he carries himself, how he articulates himself, how he always seems to represent the community uh, and the organization in the best possible light possible. Um, for all those reasons and for so many more, uh, I could not be more excited for this ownership group uh, and this front office to partner with Craig uh, to bring another championship to Chicago and to these great fans. So with that, um, I just want to announce Craig Council as the uh, 56th manager in Cubs history. Mm. All right, congratulations. Thank you. Feels good. Feels good. Thank you. Um, 
Just first of all, thank you everybody for being here. Um, this is a big day uh, for me. I think it's a big day for the Cubs. It's, it's a big day for my family. Um, and, and it means a lot um, that, that you're all here. And, and some familiar faces already, um, you know, make, make my heart feel good for sure. Um, so look, you walk into, you know, Wrigley today, um, the first day as a Cub. And it, it already starts to mean something. Uh, you walk into the history. Um, you walk into the energy. Uh, you walk into a place that, like, you already know it demands your best. And that feeling is, is just a feeling that, that I need to have and I love to have. And I, I love that to be a part of, like, my daily life. And so it, that that feeling exists right now is, is, is really, really special for me um, and makes me so, so excited. It really does. Um, it's been an emotional week, like no bones about it. Uh, much harder than I imagined. Um, the, the, just the speed at which this happened and um, 17 years of relationships, you know, that all just, that hits you hard. Um, Truthfully, that hits you really hard. The Brewers have meant a lot to me. Um, I have great relationships there. The relationships I have there are the relationships that I am going to try with all of me to build in Chicago. They're what's important about this game. The connection to the people is what makes this thing go. Um, it's the connection to the staff. It's the connection to the players. It's the connection to the fans. And that is the challenge I have ahead of me. It's a big one. It takes time. Um, but it's the one that I have to get right. Um, as, I've, you know, as, as you go through this process, there's, there's, you know, when you're trying to just figure out life, really, um, there's, there's self-reflection. And you're, you're kind of trying to figure out what to do. And I think at some point over a, you know, really a pretty long time span, I just thought that a, a new challenge was where I had to push myself. Um, and really that's, you know, it's about growth, man. It's about just trying to like push yourself to a place that you're not, you're not at right now. And that's, that's scary. Like, you know, I'm sitting up here, I'm a little scared. Um, I'm sitting up here, you're a little uncomfortable. But that's how you get to a better place. Um, and that's how you push yourself as a person to a better place, I think. And that's how you create new relationships that are just more impactful. Um, and through, through this process, that has already happened. And, and, and that's another thing that just tells you, this is, this is right, man. This is the right. This is the right thing going on here. And this is something that's really special. So that's, um, that's been a big part of this for me. Um, from a baseball standpoint, you know, I think I saw quickly that like the organization is, is just in great health. And like that, Jed presented a very compelling vision of that. Um, it is time to be a Cub, right? There is, there is momentum happening here, um, and it feels close. And, and that means there's a really exciting future ahead of us. Um, and now it's my job to, to be part of taking us to, taking us to the next level. Um, and that's the plan, all right? Um, 
B before I take questions, I, there's just a couple people I'd like to thank. Um, I I'd like to thank the Ricketts family uh, just for your commitment um, to my family and for welcoming my family into your family. Uh, very much appreciate that. Um, Jed and Carter, just, just your faith in my abilities and really your you know, we're starting a partnership here, and that partnership means the world to me. It's, it's how we get things done. It's how we connect the whole organization. Um, and, it's, and it's a big part of what happens next. Um, my agent, Barry Meister, <laughs> we joked that we've been, been together 30 years. We have not talked this much in the last 30 years as we talked in the last 30 days. Um, it was, uh, thank you. And then... My family, um, my wife Michelle, Rowan and Finley, my, my boys are hopefully at class and college right now, <laughs> I'm hoping. Um, but, um, you know, this has been, you know, I talked a little bit about growth. This has been a week of incredible growth for our family. And I so much appreciate how you have pushed me, uh, supported me, um, just kept me going, um, and I've learned a lot about you, but most of all, I've felt love this week, and so I thank you for that. Now, just please, uh, we have microphones on either side. Just state your name and affiliation before asking your question. Go with Bruce here. Greg, welcome. Thank you, Bruce. Um, for your entire career, you've been known as a winner, and uh, that's a that's a heavy label to put on somebody, but I think you proved that through your uh, your career and now as a manager. Can you define what you uh, the word winner and what you look for in a player when you're when you're looking for that uh, that particular trait? Yeah. So, look, I think um, you know I I don't know if I have the answer that I. I don't know if I'm good enough to like get that right all the time. I think, you know, the biggest thing people have to do is we have to figure out like you got to have the courage to be yourself. And I think identifying that in people is is probably the first thing. There's a selflessness to winning um, that's important. There's you know, can you see the bigger picture? And then, you know, the the, the bond that in sports that teammates create is. Um, the most powerful things that sports has going and let kind of you're not that's a bad word but making sure that you understand how important that word is teammate um i think goes a long way to, to producing uh winners we'll do sahada next hey craig sahada sharma with the athletic uh You've obviously faced the Cubs a ton throughout your career. I'm curious about the 2023 team. What stood out to you when facing them? Strengths, uh, how how they played, and the roster in general. Yeah, so I mean, the 2023 Cubs team, um, you know, had a good season. There's a core to that team. There's an eight. It's 83 wins, um, um, and that means that there's things that are close, right? Um, you know, what's what you have to be careful about is that you know what happened last year does not, not indicate this year and i think teams are different um the, the you know i've used this analogy for a long time but it's there's a soup made and it 
you know, it can be the same players, but it's going to taste a little different next year when grandma makes it, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's always a little different and you have to create a new dynamic every single year, um, no matter what's going on. Um, and so there'll be players that have had wonderful years last year that are not so much and then, and vice versa. Um, but there's a solid core and a solid foundation and that, you know, speaks to the health, I think, of the organization, um, and that speaks to a bright future. We can do Dion next. Hi, Craig. Dion Miller from ABC7. Um, obviously, Wrigley Field and the Cubs organization sells itself, but you answered a little bit, but can you expand a little more on what Jed's plan sold you on, like what the recipe looks like for making soup here? <laughs> yeah. Hi, Dion. Um, I think... You know, truthfully, Jed's vision was really just of kind of, to me, the health of what we look like going forward. Um, and this this process was was fast. I, I don't know that I didn't, I've joked with Carter already that um, I don't know much about the Cubs. Um, and but I believed in how Jed sold the vision. Absolutely. Um, and that was impactful to me. Um, and, you know, I know enough about the city, the franchise, um, the history, um, uh, just baseball in general, that I, I know how it works, you know. And, and so the vision that he presented of kind of excitement and where, where the franchise is at kind of in, 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 on a big picture level, um, you know, we, we've still got to get a lot of decisions right. You know, you've got to get a lot right still. <laughs> but but uh, it, it's, it's a really healthy place to start. Okay, we'll do John. Hey, Craig. Uh, John Greenberg from The Athletic. Um, like you said, this went really quick. What was your reaction to them having interest in you? Because they had a manager. Like, it wasn't like this was a team you could probably have thought about or daydreamed about. So what was your kind of reaction to that? And then that first meeting with Jed, what, was the, what were the conversations about? Yeah, so, yeah, the Cubs had a manager. And, and that, you know, really makes you not think about them. Um, you know, the process, my process dragged on slowly really. Um, and then, um, you know, Jed phoned me on what, November 1st and, um, we agreed to meet. Um, and it was a, you know, again, it was really Jed's vision here that sold me. Um, you know, it's, it was a feeling, the meeting was, we were just feeling each other out to be honest with you. Like, you know, I've never really met Jed, didn't know a ton about him, just kind of the, the, the you know that he's the Cubs runs the Cubs so it's a little bit it was a little bit of like feeling each other out as much as anything I guess probably is the best way to say it you're not really laying everything on the table in a conversation like that you're feeling each other out um but you know at some point you know it it was it was a long conversation and and honestly Jed was aggressive in that conversation Matt Zahn, CBS Chicago. Uh, Craig, you touched on what makes up a winning player, but what, what is it about you that makes you a, a winning manager? Yeah, again, I, I don't, won't tell you I completely know the answer to that question. Um, but 
like my, my responsibility, I always think, is just is a couple things. Um, I have to be prepared. Uh, that's first. Um, I have to have the courage to be myself. Uh, because when you put yourself out here in these situations, like you mess up, you have flaws, you're not going to be perfect. People have to, people, sh that's okay. Um, and then I, I have to connect with people. And, and because that brings out the best in them. And that's, I think that's specifically players um, to put them in a position to succeed and put them in the best place to succeed, um, you know, mentally and as teammates. So those are the three things that I, you know, ask of myself um, and try to do. Um, and then, then you just, there's some let the chips where they fall uh, that, that you have to be okay with. Um, so I would say those are the three things. Yeah, hi, Craig. Um, can you just give me a, a, a little more detail about just how the timeline for how things unfolded? You said you, you got the call November 1st. What happened after that and how did it go? Yeah, uh, so we, Jed, I didn't pick up his call. Um, I wasn't, yeah, that's, that's what first happened, I guess. Um, uh, I called him back. Um, and he indicated that um, you know the Cubs had some had, Cubs had interest. Um, we kind of discussed you know some some generalities of what was going on, just like my schedule and things like that. And um, you know, I, I suggested that we because I was just I was interested, but but cautious. I guess is probably the best way to say it. Um, and then, but I was interested, and um, so I suggested we get together that day because I had scheduled. I, had some, I was going to New York the next day, um, and, and the time my process was getting pretty fast. Um, so then we we got together later that day. Okay, we'll go uh, Tony and Andy for Marquee, and then Maddie. Hey, Craig, Tony and Jackie from Marquee Sports Network. I'm curious, you've managed in the playoffs a bunch. What have you learned about managing in the playoffs and how different that is to manage a 162-game season? Yeah, it, it's different for sure. Um, the 162 games is a marathon, and um, there are – our game, I think, is rewarded and decisions you make is, are rewarded kind of over the marathon – uh, and players, frankly, are rewarded over the marathon. Um, in short playoff series, um, you're, you're, we have luck in our game, um, and we have just fortune in our game, and we have, and and you're, those, you don't, you know, you don't control everything in really short stints in this. You control less in really short stints in this game. Um, so it causes or it forces aggressiveness on managers i think um and i think the the best thing that you know you just have the mindset you have to take into a into playoffs is one of aggressiveness um and um you still have to trust your players and you still have to go with um you know you have to be willing to trust your players and trust your great players um but but with an aggressive mindset Hey, Craig, Andy Martinez from Marquee Sports Network. I'm curious if you've reached out to any of the current players yet or have you had any initial conversations with them? Yeah, I, 
really slowly started this and, and um, you know, and, and frankly need to pick up the pace. Um, but I, I've, because this has been fast for me, I need to go slow right now just to make sure I get things right. And so um, that will pick up here as we go. Um, but it's important to me that, um, you know, those, those, are, those are important conversations, and I, um, I want to make sure I get them right. And uh, those introductions are important. Um, there is a coaching staff that we've got to make decisions on. Those are important decisions. Um, but at this point, it's, it's just for me right now, it's important to go a little bit slower. We'll go uh, Maddie Lee. Hi, Craig. Maddie Lee from the Sun-Times. Uh, you mentioned Jed really sold you on the vision, but going into this process, what were the top things that you want checked off that, that were going to affect your decision in the long run? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's why I talk about a little bit like the health of the organization. So just understanding, um, you know, where Jed thought the Cubs were at in, in certain in, in areas. Um, you know, it, it, it's like the current team, player development, kind of the, how is the front office built out to, to equip us and give us good information and make great decisions. Um, and then certainly, like, financially, where do you feel like, like is there, where is the space to grow um, or to, to continue to, you know, invest in the team? So I think, I think those four areas, and I, I try to keep it, I really think it's my job to, to see that from a little bigger level um, and, and not get super granular there. Um, and, you know, you, you were always kind of doing this as, to me, I was always doing this as a manager with, with organizations and with teams and, and looking at them. Um, and I was, you know, I thought that the Cubs were in a really good spot. Um, they've obviously had to make some difficult decisions kind of in years, in years past. Um, and that's what's led them to a, to a pretty good place. Um, so it, it kind of just, just my conversation with Jed strengthened that belief. Go Steve Greenberg. Hi, Craig. Uh, Steve Greenberg from the Sun-Times. Steve. I, I've, I've heard, um, <clears throat> I guess, uh, skepticism, let's say, is uh, in, in recent years about the, the impact of, of a big league manager, you know, how, how significant it really is maybe relative to certain other sports, certainly relative to the way it used to be in baseball. So how do you view, um, you know, the influence, the impact a manager can have, you know, in the most basic way in the standings? How, how, how much of a difference can you make? Yeah, it, it's, look, I don't think it's, it's very difficult to quantify, and I think that's why we've, there's been a hard time with it, and, and understandably so. Um, I think... What I've found is that, you know, I, when I talk about connection, like that's that's a big word with players, and that's a good that's a big word with like uniform staff, obviously, but it's also a big word with what are now much bigger organizations and you know people supporting baseball, the team, um, and that connection um, and that partnership is 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 really important. Um, and that's how I think that's another way that a manager can really affect what's going on. Um, so it, it's, we all see the baseball, the game out there and the results of the game out there. And, 
and there's a there's a win and a loss, and and we, and we move on. I think there's things happening um, around that 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 add up over the course of the season, and I be the manager in today's game to me, um, you know, plays a role connecting both of those parties, and and if you can do it well, I think there's a place to have a real impact. Uh, Mike Berman. Hey, Craig. Mike Berman from NBC here in Chicago. Um, I don't know what your relationship's like with David Ross, but undoubtedly you cross paths as players and as managers. What, what are the emotions like getting this job in the manner that it happened, and has there been any contact with David since? Yeah, I mean, look, David is a very good man. Um, you know, David texted me probably before the news broke here. Um, and and I called him back immediately. Um, we had a, what I think is a very good conversation um, that, that gave me, I've always had great respect for David, that gave me the ultimate respect for David, uh, the way he handled the conversation. So um, this is a, you know, part of this business is really difficult and it's really cutthroat. And, and as a player, I've lived it, David's lived it, um, every player lives it every day, um, but um, I, re I respect the heck out of David Ross. We'll go Matt Spiegel in the center. Hey, Craig, Matt Spiegel from 670 The Score. Um, Jed was talking the other day uh, about his excitement of how you view the chair of managers, so in terms of the partnership. Wondering what realms of what they do you're excited to bring what you've learned through the years, whether it's bullpen or whether it's strategic or scouting. What, what realms are you excited to bring your knowledge to? Yeah, so this is it's an interesting question. I think, um, you know, I, I don't, I've been with one organization, um, and I have kind of experience into how one organization um, you know, puts it together and, and builds a roster. Um, I'm like barely into another organization. Um, and it's, but it's different, right? And, and you know, it's different. Um, and so, you know, certainly one of my hopes is that I can provide some, um, you know, new thoughts and new ideas about how to just improve a process possibly um, or, um, you know, a new way to just think about how we manage the roster during the season. Um, and those are little, little things. Um, but I do believe that, you know, I've had this philosophy, just like stack, stack little good decisions on top of each other, just keep stacking a good decision on top of each other. And then you wake up one day and you're sitting in a pretty good place. And all those good decisions have kind of formed a backbone of your organization, um, and you are a, and you're you're sitting very in a very very strong place. So, getting the little little things right and those little decisions right, and just keep get that keep getting that next decision right, keep getting that next decision right. Um, that's where it adds up over time, um, and that's when you just you, you wake up one day and your your organization's in an incredibly strong place. Do Megan. Hey, Craig. Megan Monmere with the Chicago Tribune. Um, you know, when you look at 
the mark of successful organizations year over year. You, you look at player development and being able to integrate that at the major league level. What do you view kind of your role as a manager in that? And, and what do you feel like are, are some of the keys to, to be able to, to build those successful years? Yeah, thanks, Megan. I think certainly the, the biggest thing is that the, the major leagues is an incredibly, it's a hard league. And it's just player development does not stop when it gets to the big leagues. Um, and I think that's often the hardest thing to learn. Um, and after you go through cycles of players, you start to learn how hard the transition is to the major leagues for players. Um, the, the, the norm is a massive struggle. That's the norm. And I think if you come at it from that place, um, the problem is is that expectations for those players are on the other side of the spectrum. And that's a hard thing to, for everybody to balance, right? It's a hard thing for uh, the manager trying to win a game to balance. It's a hard thing for the fans to balance. It's a hard thing for all the player development staff that have worked so hard to help get a player. And then most of all, it's hard for the player. Like most, That's the hardest thing for the player. So I think trying to create some like empathy there with that and some understanding with that for the players and just for the group, all of us, is, is probably the most important thing to do. And the goal of that is to just so that the player gets in a better place and the player doesn't have so much on his, you know, on his chest kind of coming to the park every day and knowing he has to do everything for everybody because uh, that's what he feels like. Um, and so it's a process for those players. And I think it's essentially one of time and support to get them to a good place. Sully. Hey, Craig Paul Sullivan, Chicago Tribune. Uh, just the money, uh, the highest paid manager in baseball, does that put more pressure on you to win immediately and win big? Or do you feel like it's just part of the gig that uh, you were in the right place at the right time? Well, there's there's pressure in this job, man. I mean, that, there there should be, um, and, and I I accept that and welcome it, and I think it should be there. So, um, I don't think, you know, regardless of what's going on salary wise, like, look, there's a there's a financial component to this. Obviously, there is, um, but, you know, my job's to win baseball games, no matter what, and I wish. You know, I, look, I wish, unfortunately, my competitive, your competitiveness does not allow you to just behave differently. <laughs> you, you just can't, you know, that, that's just what you do. You, put, you, you go in a dugout, and your job is to win a baseball game. It doesn't matter who your team is. You know, that, that's, that's kind of how I see what I do. Um, it doesn't matter what's around you, but once the game starts, your job is to win a baseball game. And, and it, you keep it that simple. There, there, there's no reason to get past that. I think if you start complicating it, you get yourself into trouble. That just wondering, like, as you're going throughout this process, was there a mental hurdle at all of like I'm going, considering going to the other side now? Uh, how did you sort of view that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I didn't really see it like that. I maybe underestimated that part of it, frankly. Um, you know, I, I I was looking at it maybe as as from a challenge perspective, from a growth perspective. Um, I understand that that point of it. Um, certainly respect that point of it. Um, but 
you know, that, that's, I guess that's where tough decisions kind of you end up with tough decisions because of things like that. And it, it's, it's always a tough, those life decisions like this are certainly challenging. Um, but after you go through your process internally and with your family of making decisions, you, you end up in the right side. And you, Jesse. Hey, Craig. Um, the way the system is set up is, is, I wonder if Milwaukee had more resources, you'd still be there. Like, was that part of it, coming to a place that just simply has more resources because of the market they're in? Yeah, I, I mean, look, the challenge of this is different, and that challenge excites me. Um, you know, more resources means, like, different types of players, for sure. Um, that's a different challenge for a manager. Um, so I don't, I don't know if... There's a, I think more resources look at certainly something Chicago offers, and there's no question about that. Um, it, it's part of the equation. Um, it's part of, um, you know, I think what, how you kind of tackle the problem of being a great baseball team and being a great franchise. Um, there are also other things that, I, that, that excite you, like this, this place, you know, is, is just you can't help but get excited about it. The brand that the Chicago Cubs are, like, you can't help but get excited about representing that. So, you know, I think that it's just more than, you know, to, to say it's payroll is just, that's probably simplifying a little bit on my end. A little back corner. Hi, Craig. Adam McCalvey, MLB.com. Hi, Adam. Um, you went into this year in a unique spot for a manager with a total blank slate with different options, including maybe taking a break. Can you? Tell us how your thinking just on the big picture evolved over the course of the year, and at what point, if you can think in the timeline, you decided, yeah, I definitely want to manage, and I'm open to managing in a different place. Yeah, I mean, those, look, I've probably had, the, the, for your latter question, like those thoughts over the last two years um, have, have kind of have thought. I've thought about it, um, thought about what's next, thought about a new challenge. Um, you know how, how this year evolved. You know, the, the, I think my thinking has always been like, look, you, you make, and I think Jed would tell you the same thing. Like, give yourself time to make decisions, um, and and so I chose the chose the path that I just wanted to give as myself as much time to see where life had me. Um, where's life gonna? Ha I don't life. You're in. You're sitting there in April or March in spring training, and you're in one place in life, and and in October, and you're in a different place in life. And and I wanted to give myself time to be in that place, um, to kind of see what was in front of me, um, see see what was going on with my family, um, and give myself time to make make a decision that I thought was best for all of us. That was Steve Greenberg. When. Uh People give the kind of thumbnail of your, you know, your resume, your postseason record comes up, right? Having gotten to the World Series as a manager or won it. The reason I, I, I want to ask this is because you went into the job not having coached or managed before, um, especially early. You know, did you, did you feel like any of that was on you, that it was maybe different than what you expected or that you didn't do something well enough? And, and, over the course of your years, the time you got in Milwaukee, how much better did you get? 
Um, at the postseason? Well, the better part, I mean, overall. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think, look, it's interesting. Managing is, uh, I think, the first thing you learn. Um, and what I've always said is, like, the courage to be yourself is the first thing you learn about managing. It, it's really the first thing you need to learn about it. It's not the strategy of the game. It's, you know, it's, it's not when to take the starter out. It's, it's, you know, do you have the courage to be yourself throughout this process? It's what you learn first. And I think, you know, there's sometimes early in your careers, there's a fearlessness to how you do things, which is, which is a good thing, right? You know, young, young, crazy, you know, there's that fearlessness that we all, all used to have. Some of you still have, hopefully. <laughs> um, but uh, that, that, you know, and then as you get older, you, you experience and like kind of reps of events in managing, whether that be conversations with players, whether that be game situations, whether that be front office uh, interactions, then they start to guide, guide you a little bit more because those, those reps, those kind of, you know, that really help you form kind of gut decisions um, are really important to you. So that's, that's how I think you improve. And you, so you try to have this blend of like, don't lose that fearlessness, but your gut is better because of all those reps that you've had. Um, and hopefully that, that's what I think makes you a little better at the job and try to, and keeps you growing. And then the other thing is like, this is why I'm here because you have to challenge yourself to get to the next place. I, I just, that's, I believe that, that you have to create a challenge for yourself to get to the next place. And that's, that's part of this for me is like, to, to get better. We'll go uh, Jordan Bastion, then Ryan Herrera, then Cheryl Ray, and then we'll wrap up. Hey, Craig, Jordan Bastion, MLB.com. What facet of the vision kind of most excited you, whether it was the integration of young players into the big leagues, whether it's the potential for big off seasons, kind of what part of the vision were you most excited about? Yeah, I think there's a lot. So. He, there's a lot of choices of how to do it, um, and and that's exciting. That there's several ways to attack the problem. Um, it 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 offers the ability for Jed to be very creative, and use any one of those means to do so. You, you, and and in the end, it's going to be some blend of all that 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 gets it done. Um, but it's almost like he he's got a lot of ways to to do that. Um, and that's, I think that gives, gives him a really good chance at, at being right at this and this being successful. We'll go Ryan, then we'll wrap with Cheryl Ray. Hi, Greg. Ryan Herrera, CHGO. Um, you mentioned having not really known Jed prior to you meeting, and Jed has mentioned being like appreciating you from afar. Now that you guys have met and, and have obviously signed here now, um, what excites you about that? partnership going forward with Jed and Carter and how you are now involved in executing that plan. Yeah, look, it's, it's always, you know, there's, there's, what's fun about this is that there's like a workplace dynamic, right? And you start to learn personalities and you start to learn, you start to learn how to communicate with each other and how to get things done, how to push a button sometimes, right? Like, cause that's what you need to do. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got my early read on that, kind of like in in my head. 
Um, and that's helpful, man. That's, that's how we're going to communicate together. And that's how we make progress. And, and that's how, like, I push Jed and he pushes me and Carter pushes me. Um, and so that's, that's the fun part about this, kind of getting to know each other, feel each other out, test each other. Um, that, that's awesome, man. I, I love that part of it. And because you, in these early conversations, you learn so much. Um, and, you, and you learn so much about each other. Um, and you and you find places where we you find places where you can make each other better, um, and and I think that's that's a big part about I think what Jed would tell you about what this partnership is about is how we can make each other better, um, and it's the part you look forward to. Show raced out with WBEZ Radio. You touched a little bit about the coaching staff, but have you talked to any of the present coaches on the Cubs staff? And could you announce any retention of these uh, coaches or somebody from the Brewers, too? No, at, at this point, you know, we're, I'm still working through that process. And I, and I think, um, like I said, I, you know, I'd reiterate, I'd, it's, it's a place that I want to go slow at right now. Um, it's a place I want to be deliberate um, because it's important. Um, and, it, and I need... To, I just need to do more homework is the best way to say it. Um, I, I hadn't done homework on the Cubs. I, I wasn't prepared. Um, so it's a place where I'm behind. <laughs> and, and I think making a quicker decision is, is a mistake in this situation. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I... Uh... I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.